<clears throat> hey, Reg, how are you doing, my friend? You all set to go? Me too. Let's go. Let's do it, then. Let's do it. Do it to your satisfied whatever it is. You have no idea what that song is, but trust me, it was from the 70s, and it was a pretty cool song. Anyway, let's do this thing. 393. Oh, man, I got something stuck. Oh, something stuck in my tooth. Don't you hate that? That's why you should always carry floss. I floss every day, two times a day sometimes. But now when I need it, not there. Okay, it's gone now. (laughs) Natural floss called the tongue. (laughs) All right, you ready to go? Cool. 393. Star smile strong. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. Where else would we be? Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Also, rate it. But most important, well, not most important, right there, close second, listening is great. Love that. Keep that up. Keep the listening part up. But if you're not already doing it, if you can add to your routine to get out there and tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. It's that kind of loyalty that uh, that really hits home, my, my friends. So I hope you do it. It's much appreciated. If you like what you hear, don't forget, you go to WGNRadio.com, go to the podcast section, hit the prompt for this specific podcast, and then stand clear. Look out! Look out! You open that, that closet door and it will come flying out at you, podcast after podcast after podcast. Keep scrolling down and loading more. You're listening right now to episode 393. Well, it's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most Wonderful time of the year. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wasn't planning on doing that, so if that was a little rough, I apologize. <laughs> but what can I say? It's, it is that most wonderful time of the year. And if you listen to me with any kind of regularity over the last, gosh, I don't even know how many years it is, dating back to uh, when I first got on the radio in a full-time Way back in, geez, 2007, WCKG, uh, 
Well, not even, I mean, before that, I mean, that was, that was daily. I used to have a weekend show back in the, uh, in the late 90s. It was on at least once a week on uh, WMVP, the old AM1000. So, um, but anyway, let's just say, if you've listened to me with any regularity, you know that um, for me, the holiday season, it's a holiday season. Why am I singing all these Andy Williams songs? <laughs> uh, it's always my favorite time of the year. I go crazy uh, with decorations and festive pins and and you name it. Um, it's just a time that I enjoy uh, to uh, to get the to deck the halls to spread the Yuletide spirit. It's the one time of the year where, hopefully, especially in today's very odd and very divisive time, uh, we can at least agree on something in terms of of a feeling of togetherness, even though if it is fleeting, and especially in today's world. I remember at the beginning of this year, of 2023, uh, the, one of the first podcasts of the year, I, I sort of made a, a wish for the year. And I had two wishes. One, uh, right around last year, around this time, uh, a member of the family received a a fairly ominous uh, health diagnosis. And uh, so that was certainly weighing upon us during the, the, the holiday season. And I had hoped as the new year began, as 2023 began, I said, geez, uh, if I had two wishes for the year, one would be that um, this relative would beat this, uh, this, this diagnosis and this disease. And I am very happy to announce that he indeed has done that. And the odds were very against it happening. And, uh, but he is doing well. He's doing great. Just saw him at Thanksgiving time. And it's hard to believe that, that he was diagnosed and still supposedly, you know, it's, it's, it is the big C, you know, um, but he he has, has reacted miraculously to his treatments. Uh, the numbers are, everything, uh, is just great. And so we are so grateful for that. Uh, I certainly had no idea what the outcome would be a year later. And uh, so it's very heartening and very exciting to know that, uh, that that wish came true. Now, the other one, I mean, talk about the way the world changes. At that time, at the beginning of, of this year, in January, I said, hopefully this horrendous, War in Ukraine could be settled. And uh, a year later, not only is that war still going on, but now, of course, we have a new one that cropped up almost two months ago in early October. And now we are in the midst of that while the Ukrainian uh, and Russian war continues. So my hope was that we could get rid of this major conflict that was 
having ramifications uh, around the globe. And instead of that one being settled, (laughs) we have another one that is not even close to being settled. And it is a very uh, dividing, once again, surprise, surprise, in the words of Gomer Pyle, surprise, 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 Um, another dividing issue, uh, as well as a very serious issue, and one that has brought death and destruction to both sides, Um, horrendous, and we are stuck in a quagmire there, deciding who has a right to defend themselves? What rights do the innocent victims of terrorism have? It's so. Uh, it's a weird time. There's no question that right now, the world is, is a is a as a whole seems to be in a very odd place. And so, if even for a day or a week or two weeks or a month or so we can at least, you know, inject some kind of optimism and goodwill toward man and togetherness and not be so divided. Uh, Boy, do we need a little Christmas right this very minute. Which is fine with me because it does seem that Every year, at least over the last, I would say, three or four years especially, the Christmas or holiday season seems to be getting earlier. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and that most wonderful time is getting earlier and earlier. But I'm not complaining. I know a lot of people say, oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, we haven't even had the Halloween yet, and we go to the stores and we see the Christmas decorations, or they're selling trees, and it's not even Halloween yet. Or, and what about uh, Thanksgiving? And come on, you know, one at a time. Uh, but I don't know. I think this year, 2023, we need a little Christmas right this very minute, and it can't come soon enough. And we can't. We I don't think we can. We can wait to to get in that Christmas spirit. We need some we need some holiday spirit yuletide carols right now. We can't wait till the end of this year. No way. And I have found myself now like I said, I I love decorating. I've said many times I've got depending on on how you count them. I've got between 15 and 18 of those bins, you know, the the plastic bins that you put that you store things in. I've got 15 to 18 bins filled with and the reason that there's this a three bin differential there is that some I don't use some of the things in 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 the, in three of the bins all the like fully I will be judicious because the house is just is, is crammed with things. <laughs> um, but I have noticed that I'm slowly inching toward putting up the decorations earlier and earlier each year. Now, a couple, three years ago, I think, 
my wife and I were going to be out of town for Thanksgiving. So I said, well, we have to put, we have to put the, uh, the Christmas stuff up before we leave then. Because by the time we come back, it's going to be after Thanksgiving. And then we're going to have to get into full Christmas mode. So I believe that I put it up like on November 15th, about three years ago. That was the first, that was the earliest I ever did it. Usually I always did it the week of Thanksgiving, a couple of days before, but this was the week before Thanksgiving. And initially it felt a little strange, but you know, once you start opening the bins and once you start putting the stuff up there, it, it felt very natural and it felt fine and it was up and it was great and it looked good and it got me into that holiday spirit. And so I've been doing that now on the 15th fairly regularly since then. Now this year, I jumped the gun. I think I needed some holiday spirit earlier. As I said before, with all the craziness going on, and so I jumped the gun and I started putting it up on the, what was it, the 13th. So by the 15th, it was already up. All the Christmas stuff. Two days, a total of 13 hours. And I said between 15 and 18 bins. And we still haven't even decorated the tree yet. The tree is up. But we still haven't even decorated the tree. So that counts too. That's usually a two and a half hour kind of deal with all the ornaments that we have as well. But the majority of it, of all the rooms throughout the house, every room has something Christmassy. Some more than others, no question. But they all have at least a nice amount that if you walk into any room in the house, even the bathrooms, there's a little holiday spirit for you. And uh, so I just noticed that I, 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 I pushed it up. But I thought, well... It felt a little strange. It was, I mean, it was, it was like, you know, what, 10 days before Thanksgiving, just a couple of weeks after Halloween. But I was like, you know what? I mean, I still had, now I, ju- I should tell you that even though I had all the Christmas, and I, cause I, we have, I have some autumnal, uh, decorations up too on October 1st, have autumnal and Thanksgiving things up. But then those go down. And at least I keep up a couple of the of the autumnal and Thanksgiving things amid the massive Christmas stuff that is already up. I have my mom had a, a, a platter. Thanksgiving was my mom's holiday for many, many years, most of my life when I was still at home. And so uh, there was this big platter. It's a very it's a it's a very, you know, kind of retro platter that they made back then. This thing has to be, you know, who knows? At this point, it's got to be 60-some years old, probably. So it's kind of a retro-looking thing, and I put that platter out because I remember my mom using that platter for Thanksgiving as a little kid, and who knows how how long she used it before. And uh, so I put that out. And there's a couple of uh, you know pilgrim dolls that I have, and like a little ceramic uh, pumpkin. And so, 
even though I've, all the Christmas stuff then is up, I still keep that out until Thanksgiving. And as I've said many times before, while the house indoors is all Christmas eyes now by mid-November, and that seems, I think I'm sticking with that. <laughs> I think it's becoming a new tradition. That's not just some anomaly. I'm going to be doing that from now on. I, I think next year I'm going to be doing it on November 13th. That's, that's the new day. It felt good. It felt okay. But as I said, in order, I don't want to, I don't want to, the outside world to necessarily think that I'm overlooking Thanksgiving. Because sadly, Thanksgiving, in many ways, especially in today's world, it seems, becomes a, a speed bump holiday. It's, 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 it's on the way. Everybody's looking toward Christmas. I like to give Thanksgiving its due, but I also enjoy the Christmas uh, you know, Santas. I love Santa. I'm a big Santa fan. My wife's a big snowman fan, so we've got Santas and snowmen all over the house. But to the outside world, until we come home from Thanksgiving dinner, to the outside world, if you haven't, if you don't walk in my house, you just look from the outside. It still looks autumnal. I have a a leaf wreath in the in the front the window of uh, of our door. And a couple of decorative pumpkins in the um, in the flower beds, and so to the outside world, the house still looks like we are recognizing the autumnal Thanksgiving holiday. However, as soon as I get home, and I, and I we got home, we had an early uh, early dinner this year. It was actually more of a lunch, so we got home at five o'clock, and it was it was you know duskish. It's just pretty much almost dark by then. And I went into full gear. Inside the house now has been already, you know, inside the house, is, it's, 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 it's full-blown, full metal jacket Christmas. But to the outside world, not yet. Didn't even open the, the shade to, so people could see that our tree was up. Didn't turn the tree on so people could maybe even see the tree shining in between, you know, the, the, the shade. Didn't want to give that away. Did not want to give that away. I'm a stickler for detail. You know that. So the major Christmas tree in the window, the, the shade was down, and it was never lit. But when we came home from Thanksgiving dinner, look out! It was a, it was a, it was a white tornado. Boom! I already had stuff ready to go. I had it already, uh, you know, set up in the house so I would get for quick access. I don't go crazy with decorations on the outside. More subtle. Try to give it a little class because, you know, a lot of people go so crazy that it, it almost becomes so sticky. So I don't do, I don't go crazy. I put a, I put a red and a green floodlight in the, where the white lights usually are. We have a little porch tree that has some nice little lights on it. Uh, I put a little Santa bag, a bag that looks like Santa's outfit in the window. And we have an illuminated Santa. It's not the one from Polk Brothers. I wish it was, but it isn't. Um, and I put him behind the front bushes right by the window there. And uh, and that's pretty much it. And a Santa, well, no, I shouldn't say that. Then there's a Santa head, a stuffed Santa head in that window replaces the wreath. And then there's a little snowman, um, you know, a wooden painted snowman that goes around the, the mailbox. 
And so that's the outside. But that all goes up when I get home from Thanksgiving dinner. And it happened again today. Now, this year, actually not today, but this year. So I was all set. I had my floodlights out raiding. I had my Santa head. I had my little um, illuminated Santa head, everything, ready to go. So this shouldn't take more than five, ten minutes. Boom, let's go. Once Thanksgiving's over, it is the, it is the, the Christmas season. So, boom, I put the Santa head on, I put the, uh, in the window, I put the, the Santa bag in the, win- the other window, I put the, the uh, snowman by the mailbox. Oh, once again, I already had the small porch tree with the lights on the porch, but I never lit it up. Did not light it up until the night of Thanksgiving after dinner. And I had my two, my red and my green floodlights, which I have several in case they burn out. I'm all set. Got extras. But, oh, was I aggravated. I was so organized. Everything was fl- was just flowing along. Boom, 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 boom. And the last thing, I wanted to get dark enough to put the floodlights in so I could see the way they're aimed at the house and everything. And I don't know, I'm, you know, we've got these little lights that, you know, the floodlights, they come on little spikes and you, we have some outdoor outlets. And so they, the, the light outlet that you put the floodlight in comes with a spike and you stick it in the ground and you just aim it up. But for some reason, some of those floodlights don't fit sometimes. They should, I don't know why. Or when you turn them, the inside coil that has the ridges when you when you screw in the light bulb to keep it in and keep the contact so the light can go on, that somehow like gets loosened. I don't know why. I mean, these things might be cheap I'm buying, I guess. So anyway, my green floodlight was not lighting. I had my red all ready to go. I had my did my red first, no problem. Take the 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 clear one out, the white one out. Boom! Put the red one in. Go to the other side. Bump bump. And what's going on? And then I see that the that the 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 metal piece with the with the grooves to screw the thing in isn't even in there. It dis it dislocated. So now the you know the floodlight won't stay straight so the contact won't happen for the light to go on but once again as i've said many times i like to have i don't have if i buy something that i'm going to use i buy doubles at least if not triples but at least doubles always have extras you gotta have extras unfortunately that's true but i so you buy the extra ones so this thing was not going to work. Went down the basement, went to where I keep them. There's the extra. Now I'm going to have to go out this year and buy another one because I'm going to need an extra in case this happens again. But thankfully, I had an extra one of these spike you know, things for the floodlights and finally got it to work. Plugged it in, in, you know, in the house, saw that it worked, went outside, boom, and we're all set. Now, you should know, too, 
you might say, Jim, you know, geez, you know, November 13th is really early for, for, for your holiday uh, decorations. But once again, this year, at least here in Chicago, the radio station that plays all Christmas songs, they flipped their format, I believe, on the 4th or the 5th of November. Boom. I think it was the 5th. They flipped their format, went to all Christmas on like November 5th, not just about not even a week after Thanksgiving. And you know what? I had that station on. And then later, satellite radio started theirs like about December or November 7th or 8th. And so now we have the, the holiday music playing 24 hours in the house. It's always just in the background. Just in the kitchen, so it's not throughout the house, but it's always in the kitchen where we spend a lot of our time by coming by the back door, doing some stuff in the kitchen. So it's not like it's constant that you're hearing it. But, you know, as soon as you walk through the house, you get a little closer to the kitchen, you can hear it. I don't have it real loud, but I have it loud enough. So that actually helped me get into the spirit. And I said, you know what? I'm putting this stuff up today, this year on the 13th. And here we are. First week of December, and I have to say that I've all I'm already been doing a lot of the holiday things already. I'm there already check marks. You know I love lists, and you know I love to put check marks and, and cross out the stuff on my list. As I'm looking, the only thing that's really left now, and this and I'm and this is what on the uh you know, this is early, the first couple of days. I had this stuff done in November. Almost every holiday check mark was done before December 1st. My Christmas countdown, my little ornament that has a Santa on it and it's electronic and it counts down. You put the date in and the time that you started it and you hit activate and it starts counting down. That started on October 1st. That little gizmo allows you to start counting down for Christmas on October 1st, a month before Halloween. So you think I'm early? So that thing started to go. I turned on the holiday music on November 5th. I put up the decorations on the 13th and 14th of November. So by November 15th, I sort of finished just some little touches. But by the 15th of November, everything was up. Started on the 13th, two and a half days, 13 hours, and still have to decorate the tree. But by the 15th, the stuff was up. On the 18th, we went to this holiday light festival at the chicago botanic gardens to get you into the yuletide spirit i did the wgn dean richards tree time creations remote broadcast on what november 7th i believe i had my santa coat and my festive pin on that coat. Now, I should tell you, according to festive pin rules, just so you know, 
Well, I had the festive pin on my Santa coat because I was appearing before an audience and and it was a, a holiday and Christmas kind of show. So I wanted to have my festive pin on so people could see it in person. But I also did not put the festive pin on my winter coat until I got home on Thanksgiving as well. So the festive pin, which is now on the lapel of my winter coat, also did not get on until after Thanksgiving. So even when I went to Thanksgiving dinner and I was wearing my winter coat, it did not have the festive pin, wreath festive pin that I wear every year, did not have it on. I put it on my winter coat when I got home. What can I say? Those are the rules. (laughs) What else did I do? Ah, well, um, I put up all the other stuff, like I said, on the 23rd. We have already sent out our Christmas cards. We sent them out on November 27th in the mail. They're out. We started to get a few, actually, already before Thanksgiving. It was very early this year. Well, we sent them out. Just so you know, we sent out 57 this year, according to my rules. You know my rules. In order to to, uh, send Christmas cards next year, we have to receive at least half plus one of the cards we sent out to justify sending out those cards. Because many years ago, I was finding that we were sending out hundreds of, we sent out more than 100 cards, and we weren't getting hardly any, but we, we weren't get, we were getting some back, but certainly not as many as we sent out. So, not only have we gotten more discriminating and pared down our list, obviously, we're down to 57 now. But now, uh, so this year, with 57 cards sent, we have to receive 29 cards back. And then we that lets us know we will send out cards next year. It's come down to the wire a couple of times, but I also know my life. The funny thing is, I, I sort of I've picked up on this. You know, we used to send out cards to a lot of people. You know, oh, it's Christmas time, but those cards are getting expensive. So is so is mail, and a lot of people aren't even sending cards anymore. Everybody sends you e things. So I was just noticing that the card situation was changing. Not as many people were sending out Christmas cards as they used to, holiday cards. And we were still doing that. So I said, you know what, maybe we should start to pare this down and really start to see, are we sending cards to people that never send us any cards? I mean, what, you know, what's the point? So we, over the years, we have pared down our list. But now I've noticed, this. now this, I think, this 57 is maybe one of the lowest years in terms of numbers, because my wife... Every year keeps going through the list and saying, you know what, we still have these people on there and they haven't sent one in many years. And so we got down to 57, which to me was very low. At our high point, I think we were at 120 at one time. Uh, but now we're down to like you know, 57. But I think, and I've, I've sort of asked her, and she kind of, she didn't completely admit to it or not, but I'm wondering... Because don't forget, the fewer cards we send out, then the fewer we have to return. 
we have to get back in return in order to send them out the next year, right? And there's there's probably at one at some point, you know, there's a there's a base of people that will send you a card. They're your family and your close friends. You're gonna you know you're gonna get cards from X amount of people. It's the it's the X factor that you're not sure of. Some of those people on the fence, and that's what tips it one way or the other. You know, it's like an election, right? You know your base. Now you have to get the independence. So I think we know there's a good number in our Christmas card base. But how about those independent cards? They're always fickle. You know, you never know. Some years you get some from some people. Some years you don't. Those independents, they, they, they're never consistent. So you can count on your base, but then you got to worry about the independents. So that's what I'm wondering now is, is my wife deliberately shrinking our list so that our base of cards that we can count on getting cards back from may already be half. You know what I mean? Like, you know, many, if she, if she cuts our list down to 30, I know we're going to get 16 cards back without even wondering. So I wonder if she's, if she's playing some little numbers games here and, and, you know, and not taking people off the list deliberately, but, but, but being more discriminating and having a, a low, a, a, you know, a, a, a higher level of, of, of scrutiny to say, okay, this person hasn't sent us a card in, in many years. And so I know I always send one, but you know what? Is she, I wonder if she's deliberately lowering the amount of cards we send out so that it almost guarantees that we will get the half plus one rule, which I've implemented, that dictates whether we send out cards the next year. Now you say, wow, Jim, is your wife that devious? Uh, I don't know. I think so. Because we have 57, I, I think I think that our base of cards that we would have to get back, you know, like I said, I have to get, you have to get 28 plus one. It's kind of like, you know, like, you know, votes in the Senate and things like that. You know, majority plus one. That's the way I looked at it when I made up this rule. When I passed this legislation, our, our Christmas card legislation. <laughs> but... Now, you know, with only 57, that's the lowest we've ever had. Like I said, I think our base has got to be close to 28 or 29. Regardless, I, we, we might be able to get to that halfway point now without those fickle independents sending the cards some years, sometimes not. So I don't know. She's, she, she gave me a... Uh, a little wry smile there. I don't know if she's that devious. The fact that I thought that she is, or the fact that I thought of that, shows how devious I am. <laughs> but I, but she's the holder of the list. I, I give her that. I give her that um, that responsibility. You can you can pare the list down. I, I trust your judgment. But now that I've implemented, because she really likes to send out the cards every year, and we have never. And there hasn't been a year since I implemented the half plus one 
rule, we have always surpassed the half plus one. Sometimes it's really, it's literally come on the day before Christmas, like on Christmas Eve. One or two cards came in to kick it over. There were some days, there were a couple of Christmases there. I think we've been doing this for at least 10 years now, if not more, where I said, we might not be sending cards out next year. And then all of a sudden, boom, a couple of stragglers. And as I said many times, Christmas Eve is the cutoff day. Hey, look, I don't make these rules. I only enforce them. Well, I, I guess I do make the rules. But anyway, uh, <laughs> no, you see, the, the cards, that's another thing. It's not how many cards you receive total. It's how many cards you receive by Christmas Eve. Any cards that come after December 25th do not count in the tally. Because then those those seem to me, those are obligatory. Those are those independent fickles that they, oh, well, oh, they sent us a card. I feel guilty. Let's throw it in the mail. You know, and they get it, and they, they, we weren't on their original list, but then they, they felt guilty, and then they, they, they threw one in closer to Christmas. And, but it, no, no, most of the time, depending on the day, obviously, um, Christmas Eve, if there's mail delivery on Christmas Eve, then that's, you know, that's, that still counts. But there's no Christmas. There's no delivery on the 25th. That's for sure. So it doesn't count. If it comes after the 25th, it doesn't count. Now, as I said, we have come close. There's been a couple of times we've been two or three cards away. But now with 57, I have to think that that we can almost count on doing that. So my my, you know, like I said, I don't know if my wife's playing games with me or not. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy sending the Christmas cards out too. I enjoy we pick the cards out ourselves, and as I said, you know, this year especially is kind of cool because I I love Santa, my wife loves snowmen, and on our card this year we have Santa and a snowman, so we we've got both of our of our favorites on the same card. So don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to be a Scrooge here. Um, it just makes it kind of fun now. It adds a little excitement because now every day. And you go to the mailbox and you look at, well, here, oh, oh. So every, you know, now it's fun. You know, the mail has gotten kind of boring now. I don't know about you, but, you know, overall, the mail that we receive every day is very boring now. Everybody's sending, you know, you get stuff electronically. So aside from bills and catalogs and junk mail, there's really not to look forward to much in the uh, in the mailbox anymore. So at the holidays time, this at least is fun because you get to get these these holiday cards. But now it's fun to see oh, how many did we get today. Oh, we only got two. It's December twentieth, and we need, still need ten more. And then boom, you know, all of a sudden, you know, one day can can do it. So it just adds a little more fun, a little more festive. Uh, spirit into it. It's not just going to the mailbox and getting your cards and opening them. Now it's like, mail's here. How many cards did we get? So it adds to the fun. But I have to think that it, sending out 57, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I might, you know, I might in 2024, I might go out this year and find some new friends. I, may be, I might find about 10, 15 new friends and add them to that list. And then we'll see. And then we'll be sending 75 out again. Then we'll see what we get back. So I might just, I might just 
make some new friends, get some new addresses. <laughs> but those are already sent out. And uh, as I said, now we've got the you know the lights and everything. Uh, all the all the stuff is up on the twenty seventh of November. We went to the Chris Kindle Market downtown to get oh my favorite raclette sandwich. Oh that raclette cheese on the French baguette, the melted cheese. Oh, it just sits there under this heating element and then they scrape the cheese onto the bread and you can either have some prosciutto or some salami or even a bratwurst with this hot melted cheese that's scraped off <sighs> so I already been to the Chris Crindle Mark Chris Crindle market my wife got her hot chocolate she likes there's this one hot chocolate maker that goes to those every year she got her supply of that and then right after that, we had a Chris Kindle market on uh, November 27th with a Goodman Theater, a Christmas Carol production, Chaser, right across the street. Two birds with one stone. Went to Chris Kindle, stayed there for a while, walked through some of the stores, got some food, soaked up the atmosphere, got into a holly jolly mood, then went across the street to the Goodman Theater. They were lighting their tree up. We saw the, the tree lighting festival. They had some uh, carolers from a high school singing in the lobby before that. Then they lit the tree. And then we went to see the, the 2023 production of A Christmas Carol. All before December. All of that is before December. Saw the lightscape at Botanic, November 18th. Put the tree up. Or put all the decoration of the tree up. Still have to decorate the tree, which I'm going to talk about a little later here too. But you know, in mid, you know, on the 13th, 14th, and 15th, sent out the cards, did the tree time, put all the other stuff outside after Thanksgiving. You name it. We were in full Christmas mode. Put the festive pin on my coat. I've worn my Santa hat. I wore it to the Chris Kindle market. I wore it to the Lightscape at Botanic Garden. I got my Santa hat on. Christmas spirit, all before December. <laughs> so it does seem like every year it's getting earlier and earlier, but at the same time, it doesn't feel that early. I don't know why. Um, I don't feel... I'm not getting disdain when I'm wearing my Santa hat uh, early. As I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not doing it in October. But, you know, I think once we get to mid, mid-November now, I think especially the way things are, you know, we could use that, the holiday spirit we, as soon as possible. <laughs> now, here is the question. Got all the decorations up. Christmas countdown is counting down. We're under, at this point, we're under, you know, three weeks to go. That's amazing. That, on October 1st, when I set that little Christmas countdown ornament, 
We also have a we also have a larger one that we we won at a Hallmark store too. It's a it's a bigger version of the smaller ornament, but it's the same the same concept. It's got this digital count now. When you set that for October first, which is the earliest it allows you to do it, it's eighty four days. Eighty four days from October first to December twenty fifth. Eighty four days. And counting, it's almost eighty-five the way it goes because it's you know you know it's counting down. So if I did it right at noon or midnight, it would say eighty-four, but it would be like you know and and twenty-four in twenty-three hours. So it's almost eighty-five days. But uh, wow, that really when I want I take a look at that every day, and all of a sudden you see it's. You know, 60 days. And then it's 30 days, and now it's less than three weeks. It's like, wow, time really does fly when either you're having fun or when you're expecting something to happen. Sometimes it takes longer, but sometimes for the good stuff, it comes really quick. And so, wow, has it's, it's, it's time flown? As I said, I looked at the thing and said, wow, it's, it's 20 what now? Holy cow, I remember when it said 84. It seemed like Christmas was so far away, and here it is right at our doorstep. But here's my my point. So now decorations are up, inside and out, festive pin, uh, you know, holiday events, Chris, Chris Kindle Market, a Christmas carol, lightscape, probably going to go to the Martin, Morton Arboretum to see their illumination thing as well. Um. The, the Tree Time yearly radio broadcast. All these, these little harbingers of the holidays happened all in November. So here's the question that I have. Now, I don't know if you ever watched. And sometimes we, we've done this and sometimes we, we haven't. And I'm, I'm on the fence on this one this year. We have a lot of tree ornaments. As I said, between I love a, a, a nice, cool, fun Santa ornament. My wife likes uh, snowmen. So our house is just all red and white. And our tree, pretty much, when it's all decorated, is red and white. I even put a Santa hat on the top and doing that for 35 years, for 30 some years. And. The tree really looks cool. We have some really nice ornaments. We have ornaments from around the world, our travels, and we, 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 we get the nice you know Hallmark keepsake ornaments. They always have some great Santas and things like that. Um, so we have a nice collection, several bins of ornaments. I don't even know if we counted them. I don't know if we have 300. I don't know, some crazy amount. One year we had so many ornaments, and we had a real tree many years ago. It was so heavy with all the ornaments that the tree tipped over (laughs) and fell on me while I was sleeping under it. (laughs) That was scary. That was, I mean, all of a sudden I heard this noise, and I was wrestling with the tree. (laughs) An ornament even hit me on the eyebrow, a sharp ornament. Now I I make sure that the the artificial tree is very secure 
so that it doesn't lean. And I try. We try to disperse uh, all the uh, the uh, the ornaments not toward the front all the time, so that it won't tip over. But the tree looks really great when it is uh, decorated with all the ornaments. It looks great with just lights. I mean, I love. I just love the white lights. That's what we put on our tree, just white lights, not the color ones. And I really, I, I really like a tree with just lights. That's why I love walking around outside during the wintertime because many of the villages and towns in the city all have the white lights and the trees and things like that. And that's why I like that Botanic Garden exhibit and the uh, Morton Arboretum light exhibits just because they're the lights in the trees and things like that. just really does make it uh, feel like the holiday season. Um, so one year, in fact, we did not decorate the tree. One year, we just left the lights on it. And it was nice, but I missed the decorations. I missed the ornaments because I, a lot of them we've had for, for many, many years. And some go back to when I was a little kid. I have some of my original ornaments that my mom bought me and, you know, my parents bought me and things like that. I remember putting on our tree when I was a little kid. So, you know, that's what, that's what the holidays are all about. They're the memories it's nostalgia, especially if your parents have passed away. You still want to have that connection with them. And so um, while the tree looked nice with just the lights, it was missing something. So we have certainly put the ornaments up uh, ever since then. Now, the question is, when? Now, most people put the tree up and boom, put the ornaments on. But we both like the tree with just lights on it for a while. And, you know, there's been, there, there's so much intense time putting up all those, or, you know, all, all the decorations. As I said, 13 hours over two days, pretty much, uh, aside from a few things here and there on that third day, but pretty much it was, it was done in two days, but 13 hours combined. And there's very little breaks there. It was like six, it was, it, it was, well, it was 14 hours when I think about it. No, it was seven hours the first day and six hours the next day. Yeah, so it was seven the first day, six the second day, 13 hours. And uh, so I think traditionally everybody puts their tree up and immediately puts their ornaments on it, right? That completes the picture. But that since that one year we didn't put the ornaments on it at all, we've, we haven't immediately rushed to put them on. And one reason was, if you watch, now I don't know if this is a tradition that has changed over the years, I don't know, but if you watch It's a Wonderful Life, which came out in 19, what, I think 46, when you are watching the final half hour or so, when the story really kicks in about George Bailey not being born. And when he goes on that rampage, he, there's that one scene when his, his whole life is just, is just crumbling before him. And he his, the kids are, you know, his daughter is playing the piano and his, the kids are around the house and they're bothering him and he's all frustrated. He, you know, Uncle Billy lost the money and he doesn't know if he's going to jail or not. He doesn't know what the heck he's doing. And why do we have to have all these kids? Um, 
it's Christmas Eve. Don't forget when all that happens. It's Christmas Eve when George meets Clarence, the angel, and sees what the world would have been without him in it. That's Christmas Eve. And if you're watching that last 45 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes, you'll notice that the kids are decorating the tree. Now, back then, in the, in the 40s, I would assume most people had real trees, right? So if you have a real tree, first of all, you're not going to buy it too far ahead of the holiday so that it lasts throughout the Christmas holiday and into New Year, at least. And so it's not falling apart and the needles are everywhere. You want it to look nice and full for Christmas couple of days before, a couple of days after, right? So most people probably don't buy a real... Now, it's been many years since we bought a real tree. Ever since that one fell on me, we kind of... I said, well, that's it. <laughs> These real trees are trying to kill me. Um, so it's been quite a, a few years since we've had a, a real tree. But I would assume that you buy that tree at least a week or so before... Christmas, and maybe even a shorter period than that, so that you know that it's really still smells, and the you know the needles are still on it. It's still fresh, whatever that means, even though it's been cut down for months, probably. Now, in 1946, I mean, I don't know what the tradition was. Maybe when I wasn't around, (laughs) maybe people didn't buy their tree until a couple of days before or the day of. Because in that scene in A Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve, the kids are decorating the tree on Christmas Eve. Now, maybe they're doing that out of necessity because at the time there was a shorter period of when you got the tree. Maybe it was even that night. So you got it and you decorated it. Or maybe it was a tradition that, okay, it's Christmas Eve. We'll decorate the tree on Christmas Eve. So on Christmas Day, when we wake up, the tree is all decorated. So maybe they're, you know, because once again, people didn't didn't put up their Christmas decorations like I do on November 13th, 70 years ago. <laughs> That's almost 80 years ago when you think about it. that movie is almost 80 years old now. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but um So maybe it was done out of necessity. Maybe it was done out of tradition. I'm not sure. But the Baileys, at least George Bailey, George and Mary Bailey and their family, they decorated the tree for whatever reason on Christmas Eve. And so I remember watching the the movie one time and then saying to myself, hey, maybe that's a cool tradition. Something to do on Christmas Eve is decorate the tree really gets you in the in the christmas spirit now right i mean now you're driven it's it's the it's tomorrow let's get the tree decorated and you set that as a new tradition and we've done that a few times but not every time because there are some times when it's like well now those decorations you know we have all these ornaments these great ornaments that we love so much and we don't really get a chance to see them except for maybe a week or so because you take the tree down a couple of days, you know, after new year's 
So you've had all these other decorations around the house up for maybe two months. But the ornaments, which we love as well, and which are some really cool things and bring back great memories, we don't get to, to see those and celebrate those and be with those for as long as the other decorations around the house. So it's kind of, it's, it's never been a, a definite tradition. So I'm, 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 I'm kind of torn right now. The tree is up. Tree's been up since the 15th or the 14th. Tree is up. And my wife has, you know, it's artificial tree. She's fluffed it up. So all the branches are right. So the, the tree is sitting there. It's lit. You know, now we've opened up the window. Like I said on Thanksgiving at five o'clock, open up the window, lights on. Everybody knows now we have our tree up. We are Christmasized in, in, in the neighborhood. But the question is, do we wait for Christmas Eve or do we put them up before, you know, decorate the tree with the ornaments so that we can enjoy the ornaments for a longer time than just maybe a week and a half or so? So here we are. It is now December. And I think that we either have to make this decision in the next week or so Either we do it and we have a good two, two and a half weeks before, so we have a nice month or so, if you will, with the ornaments on it, or we stick to the Christmas Eve quasi-tradition of decorating it on Christmas Eve. So that decision still has to be made. And if you have any thoughts on that, I would love for you to, to email me or, you know, fa- you know Go on my Facebook page and and let me know. Also, if you want to go on my Facebook page, starting on December 1st, a few days ago, I started to uh, another annual feature. I feature different um, decorations from around the house that we put up. And I do the 25 days of Elton Jim's Christmas. So go on my Facebook page and you'll see various snowmen and... Um, Santas, all different types and kinds. And of course, yes, you know about my wise men, and I talk about this every year, about the nativity. Right now, the nativity scene is up, but it's just a stable with some animals. Mary and Joseph aren't even close to going to Bethlehem. Not even close. They're getting close. They might be on the way, but... They're still, they're still far from, from the stable. As are, of course, my infamous three wise men, who I always say, you don't even, even, when, even when, when you put Jesus and Mary and Joseph, you can't put them in that stable until Christmas Eve, Mary and Joseph, and you can't put Jesus in there until Christmas Day because he wasn't born. The wise men don't go there until January 6th, the Epiphany. And I said, I have them moving throughout the house as they traverse afar, starting up in the upstairs bedroom, making their way through the hallway, down the stairs, into the kitchen, into the dining room, into the hallway, into the living room, and off to the stable. It's quite a journey. Now, this year is even more special for the wise men. Because as I, if you may not remember, I told you earlier this year, my wife and I 
in late January of this year, we went to Israel. Which I mean, thank gosh we did. We did. We we went there when we did because I don't know if you can go there now. But we went to Israel and we did go into the Palestine territory. We didn't go to Gaza, obviously, but we went into the Palestine uh, territory just outside of Jerusalem into Bethlehem. Bethlehem is in the Palestine territory. And they're in Palestine, in the Palestine territory, and the Church of the Nativity is the recognized spot where Jesus was born. That's recognized as his birthplace, where the Church of the Nativity is, in Bethlehem, which is in the Palestine, Palestinian territory, just outside of Jerusalem. Well, you may not remember this, but I'll just remind you, I brought my three wise men, my Gaspar, my Balthazar, and my Melchior, I brought them with me in my bags to Israel, and I brought them to the Church of Nativity and put them down on the spot where Jesus supposedly was born and took a picture of them. So those wise men, it took them 2,000 years, but those wise men made it back to that spot. So now my wise men are even more official than they really were. And this journey that they make is even more legitimate because these guys have been to Israel. This, this, this nativity scene, my mom bought this I don't even know how many years ago. It's got to be over 50 years ago easily. I know it is. I don't think she ever would have thought when she bought that set that those wise men would somehow get to Israel and get to Bethlehem and be at the spot that is recognized as the birthplace of Jesus. I don't think she ever thought that. So, Mom, that's for you. Wherever you are, that's for you. Your wise men made it back to Bethlehem. And so that'll be a little fun way to uh, to look at this Christmas as well when I put my wise men finally into the stable. But yeah, Christmas seems to be getting a little earlier every year. But you know what? Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Because we need a little Christmas right this very minute. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast, we are there. And don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion are much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 393. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. From the end of the web to your screen. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year.